0: what,
1: what, what Hey, what's up, everybody? You're tuned into Afterbus TV for a recap for r and Diva Season Three, Episode Three, entitled "Diamond in the Rough." I'm your host, Ben Erickson, and I have Alfred Nolan Thomas the Second. And Larice Peoples is on his way, so he'll be joining us momentarily. This episode was titled "Diamond in the Rough." Ooh, what a rough diamond it was. What's uh, what's your overall thoughts of uh, last night's episode?
2: Uh, It's interesting to see the dynamics of these particular women, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's like it's the same stuff from the old show, but not the same quality of cast, I think. I think these ladies are still figuring each other out, and I don't think that... uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel yet. Uh I think it's in that very shaky area where I got to see where this goes in order to know if I'm like rolling with it or not.
1: For me, I would like for it to, for the storylines to, to dive a little bit deeper. Mm. Um, I know last year we said it kind of got out of hand. It was a little bit too much. It was too ratchet. We got tired of always seeing the, the arguing between Selena and Nikki Gilbert. And so we didn't want that this year. So, We didn't want it. They made some changes. Now, do we want, do we, you know, should it have stayed or, you know, it's kind of that question.
2: Well, I mean, I still think they're doing the same stuff, but it's just not as intense because Mm -hmm. before the seasons had, like, substantial reasons, although it was, like, ratchetness and it was, like, a whole bunch of volatile situations, I mean, but there were substantial reasons why people were arguing Mm-hmm. These kind of tit for tests and this are like watered down versions of the stuff before. But it'd be one thing if they really made sense and why they were getting away. It's just mm-hmm. like they just arguing, to argue just because they don't know how to uh, get along more right. than anything else. That's well, weird.
1: let's let's dive into mm-hmm. let's dive into this show. So let's let's discuss Kiki. So Kiki, last week it left off with Kiki possibly being pregnant, and I think we all mutually, the three of us, agreed that after being pregnant five times or six times how many ever times kiki's been pregnant you should know if you're pregnant or not
2: yeah and it, it is it's funny that she didn't and i I'm relieved that she it wasn't uh-huh. cuz i just was like i i don't think michael should have to take another baby situation although they are blessings and god mm-hmm. <laughs> gives them to those who deserve uh but at the same time i think that they had enough I mean, she's enough of a of a boatload to deal with, and mm-hmm. you could tell that. And I like, you don't even see any stuff from the kids because it's so much to deal with with her in the
1: household. Yeah. And now they now they're focusing on the family. So you mm-hmm. have not only Kiki and Michael, now you have the mom Lona mm-hmm. and then you have you have Kiki's brother uh, Kiever. Uh, Kieber, then you have the other brother Josh, and then you have Kiever's fiance Teddy. So I mean, they have a full house. That's almost like a reality show of itself. A modern day family, right? Exactly, mm-hmm. and so. Kiva, uh, per- he pretends or he kind of fools Kiki into making her think she's pregnant for a couple minutes. And then obviously she's not pregnant. And then we go into them all in the house together in the kitchen. And that's when... Hell just breaks loose for no reason. And my man... Uh Uh-oh, in the building. building. So come in, have a seat, my brother.
2: Obama was in town, if you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Or is in town. So our traffic is crazy. And if you don't know California traffic, it's always crazy. Mm -hmm. So now it's just... you can't get around. You, you made it through. I made it through, man. You know I made it, it through. Secret Service. Did they slow you down? It wasn't even Secret Service. It was an accident, man. You know how people in California can't drive, man. Yeah. Hey, when the president around, everybody go crazy. Right. Hey.
1: So we're discussing... Uh, so tell all your fans, what's up?
3: we <laughs> like, <a> welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the night show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so we're discussing, we're discussing uh, Kiki, her family, and... And how everything just erupted between Kiki, Kiki's uh, Kiki's mom Lorna, then Lorna versus Kiever, and just all hell broke loose. So, I'm still trying to figure out how did it get to that point.
2: I saw something. All right, so you know how hard it is to deal with Kiki, right? hmm Her mother is a spitting version of herself. but and I think every time they get together, it's like that finally the alpha woman mm-hmm. <laughs> gets involved and then you see how people I think react to her is how she reacts to her mother and then her brother's on the side as the best friend to agree but I see a dynamic of you just like your and that's mm-hmm. why you can't deal with her
1: totally agree and then with Kiever now going off about how she acts a certain way and but I didn't see nothing that was outrageous I didn't see anything outrageous about it either because I mean look at how Look at the language that they use in front of their mom. Now you you know that's disrespect. It's it's kind of a lot, but for me, I felt that Kiki's mom, uh, Lorna, cusses at Lorna cusses at the whole house. Kiki cusses in front of her kids. Kiva cusses at everyone. So for me, it seems like the dialogue is normal that they just use this language. Mm. So why would Kiever all of a sudden have a problem that his mom, that she's too turned up when that seems like that is the that's the norm. for That's the norm language that they have in a household.
3: I, I don't really think it's about the language. I just think it's about overall the attitude amongst everybody. And a lot of time when you be around people like somebody can be extra extreme all the time to be a. Like annoying, and as a, as a child looking at a parent, he's like, "Well, mom, you know, you do it all the time." So he probably feels like his mom always try to be like the alpha dominant woman in the fa- in the family, even though she is mother. But again, you have to kind of respect your children for who, for who they are, and they're all adults. And my thing with well, he was just like, "Mom." <laughs> <laughs> I mean but and like he says like it's not just this moment right now and that's what he kept emphasizing on mm-hmm. it wasn't just particularly this moment it was basically like all the other times that build up to where and I've been a victim of before when I was younger like I'd be like man like ooh you really got on my nerve but then like, I really don't say too much on it mm-hmm. but then like a person continue to get on your nerve then all of a sudden you just kind of blow up And it's like, all right, I'm over. I got it out of my chest and and that's what Michael was trying to say, like, you know what? It's like it's just one of those situations where a lot has built up and they finally saying something. And and it's
1: probably been like this before, but now it's just like it's just on T V. I'm sorry, Key, right? It was a little extra. I don't know if, you know, if that was his moment because he was featured more and this was his opportunity to show out for the camera. I felt he was a bit dramatic for no reason because they all seemed to speak to each other in that tone. So Mm -hmm. for me, it felt a little... You see his fiance? He was like, yeah, he, poor thing. He was just looking he like, just okay. like he was he was like looking like, okay, should I get camera time? Should I say something? Should I fall back? Like uh, yeah, he didn't uh, really say much. And then the other brother, Josh, we'd never seen him before. Yeah. But uh yeah. I think he said two words too. He don't look like none of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> I was just like,
1: Josh, should I should I show brother Come on. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And then Papa was a road and Then Kiki meets with her mom and they have Another discussion where Kiki tries to tell her that she needs to get help, which is for me calling the pot kettle black because I feel like they all need help. But in the end, the it, three of them are met. gets them to go yeah. to the
2: therapist. I was I, That was the one thing I didn't have a problem with. I was like, yeah. you know what? All of y'all need therapy. Mm. Whether it's you think it's the mom, Kiki on your own, you need to get in there and see what's going on. But I think as a family, that would help them. I mean... Old school way, you don't usually need a therapist, and you all can sit down and talk. But nowadays, I think a lot of people have a hard time, um, communicating and relating to one another. Mm-hmm. So that it does take a professional to have to dive in there and like separate and mediate what's, what's being, messages are being delivered to one another and what feelings and reactions are being, um, controlled or moderated mm-hmm. in order to get a, some kind of result. Cause I think they, They're a loving family, you can tell. They really care about each other. And even though I think Kiki was acting all kinds of ways about her mama being there, I'm sure there's a base level of genuine, we all really like to shoot the shit with each other and Mm -hmm. go crazy, whether or not we get emotionally caught up in it. I just think it needs to be focused for them to have positive reactions out of it rather than having those ups and down moments.
3: But you got to look at it. You got three people who are identical. Mm-hmm. Like, and when you have three identical people, that's like you having three bulls in the ring. Who you think is going to win? May the best man win because they're gonna keep going at each other until someone until somebody finally gives up like Kiki always do, she walks away her brother he has he he really had his moment where he was like oh I'm just gonna speak out but then, ultimately overall it's gonna continue to be that situation and no matter how much counseling that you have first of all you have to kind of acknowledge that you have a problem mm. until you acknowledge that you have a problem you're not gonna be able to resolve anything no matter how many how many therapy sessions that you have no matter how many family powers that you have if you don't acknowledge that hey you know what I really have a problem i need to address that problem and be okay with the problem that i have the thing is nobody's okay with the problem that they have mm-hmm. kiki turns up every mm-hmm. every single episode about the simplest thing and her family probably does the same thing too so it's like one of those things i want to say it's genetics is just something that involved within themselves
1: well at least kiki at least there as at least there's growth with kiki she acknowledges that they all need to to get therapy and so for me I have nothing else to say because congrats.
3: Acknowledging and actually like being proactive on it is two mm-hmm. totally different things. Because I can be like, yeah, the sky is blue, but uh, how do I get tonight?
1: You know what I mean? Well, I, 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 yeah, I mean it, I could go. I, I was just trying to be nice. I'm just
3: saying, like everybody acknowledges that, yeah, something's wrong with me. But if I was, a, if I had a drug addiction, if I don't acknowledge I got a drug addiction, but I never stop using drugs and never go to rehab. Is it pointless? Is 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 it just taking those proactive moments? If they're gonna do it as a family, they need to do it as a family.
1: Speaking of pointless, what do you guys think about the the singing interludes in between the transitions between the next scene? What do you guys think about all the different? You know, you see so and so uh, and. Well, that goes again <laughs> into the situation of the cast before
2: had the belters to make that. Really interesting between each woman. Now mm-hmm. so much, I don't even really notice it.
3: But now I, <laughs> I just think they need to kind of change it up. If you're gonna do the transition in between, do something your own original. You know, mm-hmm. do something that kind of makes you stand out more. So they're just like, oh, let me just show you my range. Let me show you my belt. Let me just show you a little melody. No, like really, like sing something.
2: Yeah. Okay. But I think that's the producers telling them what to do, and they that's just well, the they producers need they need to sing something. Motherf- uh, yes. I think it's,
1: I think it's pointless, but that would be a, that would be a good idea for them to maybe hum a little bit of one of their songs. Mm. I
3: mean, hum, sing, whatever Something. it may be. Like, I think they should they should make it to where they sing like one of their old songs in between. Whereas, oh, let's take a clip of her like one of her older one of their older songs. That. You know, make it seem like it's more original of them versus mm. like. Uh, no. Yeah, you, you know, I just think that, you know, the writers, producers, they just need to make it more original for her. it's more about them. They're doing the same thing
1: from the first season. This yeah. is season three. I need to turn yeah. up. Right. Season three. Well, okay, let's go into, there was uh, Selena and Angie Stone were working out, having a basketball workout. Like they get to play basketball. I got, well, <laughs> when we talk about news and gossip, we'll talk about Angie and her. Her exercising habits. Yeah. But uh, so they were playing basketball, and Angie wants to be, she wants to be in charge of everything she does. She wants to play basketball, then she wants to blow the whistle, then she wants to be the referee. And the point of that scene is where. They talk about wanting to do the one night only. So, so she, rather than, I, I guess Angie, uh, took key to what pe- to, to what the, um, to what the divas are saying about how they thought a showcase was really pointless. So she stepped it up. She went back, she brainstormed, she went and, you know, made some notes. And so now she wants to do a one night only and she brought it to Selena. Selena thinks it's a good idea. And boom, we go forward now to all the girls at Monifa's house and they have a nice sitter. They have a nice sit down and Selena comes very prepared, very organized. She has a paper. She has all the different options, and she says, basically, we can do this one night only. We can either, uh, we can either uh, uh, tape it, do uh, do DVDs, or do um, like an HBO, (laughs) like an HBO Showtime, whatever, some some kind of some kind of special. She lost me when she said, and then once we performed, then we could go in the back and sing backup for someone else. That's where she lost me.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's more so, you know, just the backup and support like they have done on a previous season to where, okay, cool, you come out and sing. If you need support, we're we're there to help you to sing backup. Because a lot of the songs are not probably not solo songs. And, you know, a lot of them been in different groups, so they probably have songs where it's just multiple people singing. So I kind of understood I give
1: that. I gave you that. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take back what I said. And I, w- mm-hmm. I wasn't
3: that mad at it. If it's the whole
2: show, I could see how they could look at it and not be so interested. But if it was an element to the show, like a last number, everybody sings a song where everybody plays back background yeah. in the lead, mm-hmm. then that would be kind of a cool, just because I'm sure they could find some creative way to jazz it up with all their different voices if they were going to go at it like that. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, with them thinking it was just the whole show, I'm going to sing my part, and then all of a sudden I got all the yeah. other women I got to back up sing for, they did acknowledge that is a difficult task. Mm-hmm. I'm learning learning um, your key, your notes that you have to sing in certain parts, that's why you know I don't, I don't think that all lead singers can be backup uh, singers. Absolutely. I think exactly. that's more of a... Yeah hard to transition to anything else because it's easy to be yourself and be creative and do your thing but when you have to conform to whatever makes the song its best quality that is a skill with within itself and I, I'm glad that they could acknowledge that and it's not that they see uh, their careers as one sided like, mm-hmm. I'm sure they've all had to play that position in order to get to where they were but even still some people don't Yeah. and it is a, it, there are plenty of amazing quality singers that would be American idols and all that kind of stuff that just that's a, a way to make money.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, Angie Stone wanted to throw in the fact that maybe they can kind of do like an acoustic style with like different instruments. Um, I mean, I look at it as, you know, just kind of just dealing with music
3: in general and going to a lot of shows. I think more of the acoustic style styles like instead of sing, singing over a track, I can have a live, live band play mm-hmm. or, you know, I can have the Congos or different instruments to kind of portray them Who they are and their character and their concept of the music that Mm -hmm. they're trying to deliver to each person. So I agree with the acoustic style. I think she should have just explained it just a little bit. Because Kiki was lost. She was like, you know, her thing, acoustic, when you really think think acoustic, you think about acoustic (laughs) acoustic guitar. Versus like, okay, I need a full, let me get a full band. Mm -hmm. And from that full band, the band learns everybody's song. And then from there, we kind of play whichever way we want to. And I think that's a better think better transition for everybody totally
1: totally agree with that Uh, it would it would definitely spark the show and it would definitely make the show more lively if they were to use real instruments Uh, then Angie Stone asked Latavia if she would be comfortable being a solo artist why are you guys laughing (laughs)
2: because I didn't when we well last time we came together and talked (laughs) about this I I I kept it to myself because my biggest thing was I don't even know why she on the show and I don't want to say that about Nobody Child, but it was a situation where even if you look at her history, she was never in a position to really yeah, be understandably on the show. Which, I mean, it may- then what went in my head, maybe she could really sing and nobody just knows. Because you know, not everybody gets that moment of shine, whether they got the skill or not. But then when it became open and addressed that this is a real issue for her, I was like... okay i figured that why are you here and then i mean it's 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 sad it's sad in the sense that who knows whose opportunity that she probably took away because of i don't want to even say that they just put on the show because she's pretty she is pretty though I'm i'm assuming
1: i'm assuming just her story itself is worthy enough to be on a reality show. because but how long is story? Diva. It's not a like, diva story,
3: though. Literally, like, when you kind of look at herself and her music and what she's done in the music industry, it's really minimal. I'm, I'm just, just... No CDs.
2: Yeah. Nothing. No mixtapes. He's got exactly. I don't know. I, I mean, and I don't want to... Like I said, I don't want to talk bad about Nobody Child. <laughs> but it's one of them situations where... Uh, look at this group. Which one of these things does not fit? I'll even put um, Mila in there because she was a lead singer. She did have her uh, catalog of songs that you could go to and people know whether it was her in the group or whatever, but still. And then she's not scared to to put herself out there. Mm -hmm. But if you're on this show, and it's called R&B Divas as in established women in the industry who are trying to make their second
3: comeback or second wave, the last thing should be of
1: Performing,
3: yeah, yeah. I think that what it what it really gonna ball down to is that it's really gonna kind of take it to the level of she's probably have a lot of songs, she's probably recorded a lot, and she's really gonna she probably be the number one person who shines within the sh- within the show. Who? Hopefully,
1: who? <laughs> you know Are we still talking about I'm sorry, I, I, I was looking at my notes and I I, hey, I was <laughs> giving great hope here because oh.
3: again, like I said. Nobody knows the talent that she's that she has, and obviously she's afraid of performing by herself. So hopefully, like she's able to overcome this because of all the girls, and again, she's probably on this show because of the fellowship. You know, where they kind of taking in somebody who's never been successful or haven't had that level of success that everyone ha- has. But they bring her, and they're gonna nur- they're gonna nu- nurture her, mature her, and she probably actually hopefully come out with the song. Hopefully, uh, like everybody else on the show,
1: I'm. I think maybe for for Latavia, I think it will be her finally um, losing fear of performing. And, exactly. And for the one night stand, she'll probably sing her song, and and she'll probably do great. You know, she uh-huh. says she yeah. she says she hasn't really sang in ten years. She really hasn't come out a lot. One and thing that's that, another thing. What <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> ad- admitting how much she has a like like she had a moment, and whether however messed up the exit was or whatever, she had a point in time where she was within some kind of system. And if you want to continue your dream, you got to, like, somehow exercise your craft. Yeah. And if you're not exercising your craft, of course you have every reason to be scared going up there performing for whatever kind of audience, you know what I'm saying, and around whatever kind of uh peers, more so. I'm like, forget the audience. You need to worry about your peers and how they <laughs> see you because if you're not... If you don't do what it takes to deserve your spot, there's always somebody that has been itching and dying and waiting to
3: take that from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, but but you also got to look at this whole cast right here. They haven't really done anything over the past five decades. I mean, five years to like <laughs> almost a decade. Oh, that, I mean, but even though they've been successful in their career, but what have they really done the past five years or the past eight years, almost 10 years? Really nothing, so she's really kinda of fit in the same realm as everybody who's been on this show already. She barely in the door though. She like barely in the door, I like know, but still she's still she they they still in me. the same you know same circumstances where you know none of these ladies have really came out with the album or came out with the single or even like did any type of showcasing or did any type of touring, so they they all in the same situation I'm not saying she can't play catch up,
2: but at the same time <laughs> if you ain't even really like put yourself in the situation that's like a a an athlete. Who doesn't train and then it gets and then wonders why they pull a muscle or pop something, break I mean, something just too. by putting themselves out there. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, you go not only are you gonna go out there, you are gonna have a shaky voice the oh, I'm singing in front of people for the first time and all that I man. think she's gonna
3: be successful in this. I mean, I, I I agree, I disagree, but I feel like she's gonna be successful in this. She's really gonna shine above.
1: I think so too, and then also on that segment that I, the transition segment that I don't like, she actually did sing uh wasn't oh, that great. It was, not good. <laughs> it, it was not. It was not. See my face? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't great, but she, oh. but she did sing, and she did uh, for episode one. She did chime in on uh, when they were singing Encouragers. So I don't know. Good luck. Good I luck to her. Yeah. Good luck to her. I mean, it's a good sniff. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Keep <laughs> her right there She sounds good. So then Latavia then goes and has. Um, she goes to the studio where Monifa is uh, recording music. Now, one thing that I will say: all these girls have been in the studio and. That's Angie, good. Uh, Monifa, Selena, uh, Mila. These girls have all been in the studio. Um, so that's so that's great. So she's working. Uh, um, Monifa's we're working on a song, and Latavia comes in. and the song she, sound
3: good. The, I gotta yeah, give to Monifa. It the sounds, the sounds real good.
1: song sounded really great. And so Latavia comes in, and so she wants to have this one-on-one because she can relate to her because Monifa, after she lost her record deal, she... Um, Substance abuse. Yeah, it's a substance abuse. So she she uh, she fell short to substance abuse to, t- to substance abuse, and so they have this conversation, and Monifa basically just gave her a- encouragement. What do you guys think about that?
2: I think that's the. I that was just that's <laughs> all she could say. Mm-hmm. It was one of those situations like, ah, what can I do for you? And I'm gonna say something nice because I mean everybody could pull from anybody's story, and definitely uh, in Monifa's case, she went through a lot. And she's pulled herself to be stronger and yeah. powerful. So I, I definitely think when you are lucky enough to have put yourself in a situation where you can have really you know dope uh, peers or people, mentors to look up to, I think you take advantage of it. And that's uh, one thing that I could say is nice about uh, Latavia is that at least she knows and is humble enough. Not to uh, let what she's accomplished before be a facade and some kind of blockade for her to be able to be like, yo, I need help, I need encouragement, or I need some kind of uh, uh, guideline on how to get myself back on my feet and in running running um,
3: position with you guys. So it's like, I don't know.
2: I wasn't. It's nice.
3: I mean, I think she just kind of went to Monifa because the whole, like, the history of Monifa, the substance abuse, mm-hmm. and she felt like she be able to relate to her a little bit more than, you know, all the rest of the girls sure. because, you know, just because of the history. I mean, I, I thought it, it was cool, but ultimately, overall, again, it's really up to herself to really determine how su- successful she wants to be. Or
2: she could get single lessons
3: from.
1: That was, I was going to say, or since they're in the studio. M- m- could, it, could one of them or Monifa or producer or any of them, you know, offer to go into the studio with her, you know, get her behind the booth, put the earphones in and, 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 just, and just let her sing and just let her get it out? Yeah, Man, I I,
3: I, I'll, she, I'll take that ride in one minded Yeah. Monifa has some dope pictures, though, for the cover. Yeah, she yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, looks good, girl. Hey, you look good, girl. Yo, you going on your way <laughs>
1: despite, <laughs> despite her surgery, isn't that right, Mr. Yeah. Fitness?
3: Oh, yeah, her surgery. I, I thought about her surgery today. And a lot of time when you look at people who have liposuction and stuff, mm-hmm. your face is still going to be fat. All
2: I will say is <laughs> I don't judge you, baby. If you want to cut yourself up, suck some stuff out to make yourself look whatever, it makes you feel good inside, I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? I personally agree with the guys to work out, but I ain't going to hit on you doing what you want to do. 2014.
3: Eight and weeks <laughs> of fitness and nutrition, right. and left pain. <laughs> Eight weeks
2: fashion. of fitness
3: and nutrition. But if you cut yourself, make sure they do a right angle.
2: Please
1: do. You mentioned about uh you you mentioned that whatever makes money fulfills good. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Well, I think what makes us feel good at AfterBuzz mm-hmm. is when you guys go to iTunes and you subscribe to our um, to our channel. Make sure that comment. you download, you rate, subscribe, and uh, we really appreciate all the support that you guys uh, give us here on AfterBuzz TV. So, iTunes download, rate, subscribe, and comment. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, I like when Mila and Latavia have their little. Have their little girl, their, girl little, their little girl moments, and they have their little. It, I still feel like there's going to be a moment where it's going to be young versus old, young young versus old, yeah. and so you know. And I noticed even on Mila's confessionals, she's a excuse me, I'm finna curse. She's a shit talker. Yes, yeah, she talks yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah,
2: she'll be telling us that shit. Nobody fights. Alright, but the <laughs>
1: thing she said when they kind
3: of met together, she was like, yeah, yeah, the two beautiful ones. I was like, what the yeah. <laughs> <Like>, fuck
1: Side jab. <laughs> so I, I, I see, I see it's some of to come It's, it's absolutely it's gonna, come, gonna out. come out. And so they basically were, uh, were g- going in about the two, uh, about the, about the one night only. And Latavia is like, of course she thinks it's good. And Mila was like, you know, she says that I'll give him an A for effort.
3: I mean, I just think, you know, her kind of coming in, like, she really has no no point to kind of feel like, okay, well, I'm going to disregard the show because, again, she didn't give her idea. She had no idea. And you know she coming in as a newbie. If you can have a su- have a suggestion, give a suggestion. Don't be like, oh, I give an A for effort, and I'm just going to close my mouth because I'm going to see how either A see how successful it's going to be, or B see how it's going see how it's going to fail.
1: Yeah, that that's a big pet peeve for me is when someone wants to complain and then they don't offer a suggestion. Yeah. So uh, that was for me, Mila. That was weak, very weak with that. Capital um, W, right? <laughs> Motherstone. <laughs> Mother Angie Stone, oh, take care
3: of the world. Take take care of your kids. Like that moment, but you know what? That little song she, her daughter had was actually it was it was
1: pretty. I like that too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, was,
2: I think the, the daughter got mad potential. I don't think she yeah. she sounded just kind of like uh, Angie, yeah. but with the you know a with the
1: twenty first century tone. 20, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> we trying to be established in the scene, I was like, oh, poor
1: mama. So Angie Stone in her confessional says that she dropped out of school. She. Um, She got pregnant at an early age, and so her her parents had to end up taking care of the child because she dropped out of high school and she chose to go on tour and live the life that she basically has. And it appears that her, her daughter, Diamond, is not happy with that because she feels that Angie hasn't been a mother. What I find really interesting is people who... Who don't have that lifestyle where their parents are famous, either if they're entertainers or they're athletes. You know, people looking on the outside would say, like, you know, dang, you, you know, you got it, you got it easy. You know, I wish my mama was Angie Stoner. I wish, you know, my dad was Kobe Bryant. But yet the, the kids, it always seems to, uh, be some neglect, uh, some negligence from those kids who grow up in that kind of environment. So, what did you guys think? Did you think that Diamond had a valid point, or do you feel that Hatch she wouldn't have the lifestyle that she had had her mother not taken a decision to make a career and be worth ten million dollars? I
2: mean, a little bit of color May, a little mm-hmm. bit of color B. I think in each situation, is kind of indigenous to the personalities within mm-hmm. that family. I think, uh, and also, you know, what kind of star or artist or, you know, actor, whatever that person does to make that bunch of money and entertain or, you know, uh, compete. I think uh, it, it, it's a give or take for each uh, uh, level of person. I do, for the most part, side with uh, Angie's daughter just because you can see her trying to hover and be mother hen to all these women who are well above age and not her daughter, and be doing all this kumbayaing and figuring out ways and stuff, I think that's a slap in the face to somebody. That's when it became, I think, an issue. It may not even have been as much of a thing until you're like, well, I see seasons of you being like this mother hen that you've never been for me, and then you you run off and thinking you're going to be able to tell me what to do with my career, too. I think that's just was a little bit too much. I was like... I feel like she understood who her mother was, and that's why I think her daughter is so dope because she sounds like a, a very seasoned artist or mm-hmm. whatever, and came off like she has some kind of way about herself and knowledge of where she's going. I think that came through being her daughter, but at the same time, I think uh, you naturally get to grow when you're around an artist as a uh, uh, somebody in your family. You get to learn the whole picture.
1: The coldest thing that her daughter said was, was... She says, I'm in a whole nother era, and you need to catch up.
3: <laughs> I mean, with, it, it's true. It, it, I look at things like this, right? Here. It's not, per se, only in the entertainment industry, just as a business owner or mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. who runs a successful company. But, of course, it's a lot of time away from home because you're trying to make sure your success is able to take care take care of your family and basically <clears throat> go extended past you personally yourself. And with Angie, like, did she make the right choice or did she make the wrong choice? No, she made a choice Mm -hmm. that she felt was great for herself at the moment, even though she probably did neglect her as a child, but I'm pretty sure they have a great relationship. And the scene that they try to portray as of like, oh, she's not... A mother for you the way you want her to be, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't go lacking for anything. Anytime she needs Angie, Angie's there for her, and I'm pretty sure she's been She's so seasoned as an artist right now because she's been around Angie and she watched Angie as a mom, she watched Angie as a business person, she watched Angie as a a music artist, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why she sounds so seasoned, that's why she sounds like the modern day Angie Stone, mm-hmm. you know, so in a, in a sense, I kind of feel her pain, but also you know, I kind of feel Angie too, because Angie's probably been a real great mother for her, and mm-hmm. a great provider for her, so I just think a lot of times kids feel neglected because, they feel neglected because they don't get what they want when they want it, and I think that's a reason why she probably feels that way, Over if parent tell her, oh well you can't do this, and it's like, you, well you never been here for me before, but a whole entire time. She's been there for it. And Angie says, I've taken care of you. i took taken care of my mom and my dad. I'm still taking care of you. So I just think that that's just a, a defense mechanism that a lot of kids go to, mm-hmm. to where it's like, oh, well, you haven't been here for me, but I've been providing for you. I've been, I've been supporting you. I'm supporting you now. I'm in the studio with you now. So I just think it's kind of a cop-out the way she kind of says that.
1: I agree with you, Larissa, on that. And the one thing that Angie did lose me on is um, I'm going to assume that... Diamond is at least twenty-five.
3: Oh yeah, she's in her she twenties. And
1: Angie has a problem with her child, her daughter, using foul language.
3: I mean, any parent. No. She's a she's, she's
1: one of those
2: old school super Christians though. That's why that's yeah. there. I don't think that's like like a. And I mean, is I think Angie Stone has this. You know, I'm the queen aspect to her so she's like you're my daughter you i get that,
1: that. um did you guys watch celebrity Housewife* uh house um house wife, wife Cele- swap celebri- celebrity wa- yeah, yeah. I- I seen so S- angie stone was on there we'll talk about that on news and gossip but uh mother stone used a couple of curse words
3: uh it slips
1: it slips mm-hmm. so <laughs> for me i don't know her, her child has sl- grown and you can't control her you can't control her artistry
3: I guess it's just like a lot of times parents know that their children use profanity and they do things behind their back. It's just more or less like the respect of me like in my presence, just don't curse in front of me. I mean, that's just with any parent. That's with any elderly person or any older person. It's like, okay, cool. Just don't curse in front of me. I mean, that's how I was raised.
1: I get it, but it's a it's a song, Angie. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you guys think about her? Uh, well, on the Wife Swap she referenced her that guy as her fiancé. On last night's episode, she just referenced that that's her dude Uh that she's known for years.
3: But it says boyfriend slash manager is what Mm -hmm. it says Mm
1: -hmm. on there.
3: I mean, hey, kudos to her she got her younger dude
1: well she always keeps a young man yeah she keeps she keeps a young one what did you think about what did you think about the advice that uh ashanti gave angie i will try to find out what he, what he, said. he, he mean, said he said something so funny he says how how long are you going to blame yourself for her mistake no, nah,
2: he said a funnier line. Yeah. He said you
3: can't go back and um not uh
1: oh, be a bad mother again. again.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean in a way I think like what he said is is it, true. You know, you can't really hold the past in order to move on with your present and your future. And no matter and it really kind of goes back to the relationship that they had. Like he said, you have to build a better relationship. And you can't build a better relationship based on, "Oh mom, you didn't do this," or "Baby, you didn't or damn, you didn't do this." It's like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, we can reference to it, but we have to look at our present moment and where we're trying to go in the future. Because if you don't, you can continue to live in the past. And that's just, a, that's just a victim of our society because a lot of people, they live in the past, not in the present. Versus like, let's just move forward because you'll never forget it. But you can forgive somebody for what they've done in their past and the wrong that they've done to you mm-hmm. in order to move on with your future.
1: Well, it appears that they moved on because, you know, they hugged it out and and she's... She gave the illusion that she's going to work with her, kind of train her to be the next up and coming uh, diva, which we see in the final scene when all of them are at the rehearsal for the one night only. Everything was going nice and smooth, and then Mila, she, I, we we spoke on this earlier, but Mila said, "You know, I have a confession. Uh, a confession. I feel a certain way about doing background." Well, I don't feel like there was no wrong with that. I feel I, I feel that was uh, I feel that was honest. Um, I do when when seven hundred two broke up, Mila tried to become a solo artist. Apparently, it didn't work. So then she was managed by Faith Evans. She was singing backup. <laughs> she, <laughs> she sung she sung backup for Faith, and then she sung backup for Macy Gray Ooh, for like for three years. And mm-hmm. so she said she That's felt she said she felt a certain way about that because as a solo artist, you know, she thought it may be a one or two, you know, uh, uh, like a gig or two. And she wound up being stuck in it for three years. And so I, I can see if you are a part of a uh, of a successful R&B uh, R&B group. And now you go to, people go to a Macy, uh, great concert and they're like, wait a minute, ain't that the girl from seven? So I could I could see where she's coming from. But Selena, what did you think about the advice? I
3: mean. Selena advice.
1: Selena was basically like, "Who? Why should you ever give a care?" care I about mean, thing? I
3: think it's good advice, but even the thing, the point I was going to make, because she felt like, "Oh well, she's some backup singer for so many years. You some backup singer because you had to sing backup singer because you needed the money." If you really want to, if as a solo artist, if you want to put out another song yourself personally without you singing backup, you can't blame nobody but yourself. If you didn't come out and bring your own music, so I think that's just a bad, poor taste in her mouth that she had because she feel like she's not as successful as she wanted to be because she had to sacrifice her life, which is her choice, mm-hmm. to pay her bills, and that's just the bottom line. So her singing backup for everybody else on this one, on this, on this, um, this one show. I'm like, yo, do it. Can you, what else do you have? Oh, that's what I said. Oh, well, you know, I've been at the height of my career in my basketball league, and now I'm just like, but, but it's. The I don't want to be the team player no more. I just want to be the star.
2: But it's like, man, I've been washing all these dishes, man. <laughs> I've been washing all these dishes for so many years. You want me to wash a cup? Wash a cup? I've been washing all these dishes. Yes, you've been washing all these dishes. Exactly. So wash this cup and get over it. But, I mean, my biggest thing was I thought – I understood where she was coming from. I didn't necessarily agree with the way she looked at three years of hard work. I think that's more of an accomplishment, even regardless if you have been at Megastar or whatever and gone to a point where you you had some kind of job. But she was holding something down for three years. I I think the outlook that she personally took was just a bad choice. I don't think everybody has to look at that situation the same way. Mm -hmm. Because I think there's a lot of things you get into as an artist. You got to, you know be multifaceted, and, you know, hopefully you do make it to uh, all you have to do is that one thing. But most of us have, you know, many dimensions to the levels of our craft. So I feel like having to do anything to to maintain the overall uh, idea of your career, I, I don't think there's nothing to look down upon.
3: I think, you look at it like this right here. Your experience personally, you're a dancer. You're a lead dancer, and you create your own choreography, though. But even though you you dance with other people to help improve them and basically to go on tour and all that, do you feel any different of, if somebody came to you right now, from your from your resume for being a choreographer and being a dancer and a, a solo dancer, would you feel comfortable dancing with another group right now? Where you're not the choreographer, you're just in there dancing. Oh, no. But I think, like,
2: like I said, I think... <laughs> No, I said no, I wouldn't have a problem, but based off of that is is an example of like I, I've danced in movies, I've danced in music videos and stuff like that. There's certain uh reality T V shows that I, I wouldn't see myself auditioning for. I wouldn't do so you think you could dance, I wouldn't do A B D C because for me I've gone I've chosen a certain lane. Doesn't mean I look at anybody else who did that any differently. They're just the same like me. Any anytime they book a job they just add to their career and whatever job one day you may be a lead in a movie. The next day you may be in a music video. The next day you may be on tour. Maybe you're doing a live show. <clears throat> These are different levels to the game. It's the game that you're in, though. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm just here to be the star. If you are, then you're going to have those ups and downs. And you're going to look at certain moments in your life like Mila did where she don't want to go back to that. But if you look at yourself like I'm an artist, I sing mm-hmm. in all kinds of levels of it, then
3: you could we get your cash. You got I, that, Mila?
1: Well, this is <laughs> some something that I noticed, uh, the tone of Mila. When she <laughs> says, well, you know, I feel a certain way about it, the tone was very, very low. And then when they asked her, she was like, let me explain. Then she kind of popped up and then her tone kind of changed like she was ready to turn, you know, her tone, her tone totally changed. And so for me, again, I see a buildup of Mila where you're going to see the real who she is. We already see who she is based off the, the confessionals, but I think she's kind of putting on the fuss eye right now. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be a solo artist. She wants to be the diva. She wants to do all this. But I think the one thing that she forgot to think about is when you do your one night only. You have to perform songs that people are going to be familiar with. You can't do all your new, you can't do right. all your new tune, your mm-hmm. new tunes. So you're going to have to do Where My Girl's At. You're going to have to do Stilo. You're going to have to do uh, you, uh, You'll you Just Never Know. Yep. You're going to have to uh, do all of those songs. Well, guess what, Mila? Who do you think is going to sing those other two parts? Because mm-hmm. you were in a group. So you have to think before you speak a little bit. So I just thought that was, I thought that was poor on, uh, on Mila's part. But I like the fact that the girls comfort her and said, you know, uh, don't take what you did lightly. Back up singing is is a craft and it's not something everybody can do. Yeah. And now, so let's go to the final thing where don't, 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 Selena was kind of like in her groove. She was in yeah. her groove and they were all talking about business. Then Kiki calmly, no drama, was like, well, now that we are having this meeting and we're actually going forth. Um, What are we going to do about the business side and the money and all this? Because now I have to bring this to my manager. All legit stuff that happens in these kind of meetings. And then the door opens and then it's diamond. Diamond.
3: Which is kind of weird, though, because this is the thing. Before you do something like, like that, you would have to act as a group. Okay, cool. I, first of all, if it's about business, I would never bring my child into like a business setting. But we're just out, just hanging out and stuff, and we kind of like preparing for the show, mm-hmm. actually preparing for the show after the business taken care of. I wouldn't care if my do- or my child will be able to come around to talk to the girls and everything. But this also my thing. Why is this the first time they was like, "Who's this girl?" And they just like, <laughs> like, like look, nobody knew that was Angie's daughter if or if Angie had a child. <laughs> and it's like everybody's like, "Who is this girl?" Yeah, and she comes sit down. She's just like, "Hey,
1: right." What are you doing? And Selena looked pissed. Yeah, because it's business. <laughs> it's totally business. And so she's like, okay, so are you here? Are you going to join her? Like, Angie was completely out of order because... Yeah, she didn't explain nothing. She didn't explain anything. She didn't warn the girls. Now, if anyone wants to step on Mother stone on mother Stone's shoes, then she's going to have a problem with it. And she's going to try and do the whole kumbaya and, mm-hmm. and do the big stories. And she was out of pocket for it. So I am yeah. i can't wait to see what happens next week. But she was out of pocket. The girl should have never been there. Yeah. And so then at the very end, Kiki was like, ah, um, we can never have, we can never do things right. So she gets up and she leaves and then boom, that's the end. Of I mean,
3: but she has a right to. Be- she,
1: yeah, she totally has a right.
3: She has a right to. And I just think Angie was wrong for that whole situation. I know she's trying to help develop her her diamond to be uh, you know, a wonderful singer, but overall it's a time and place for
1: everything. Then I'm sorry, then did you notice when Kiki started to ask the question about how are we gonna discuss the business, then Angie breaks into this whole thing like, Don't be looking like who does that? Like she, I, she's too old to, to I don't know. I just I mean
3: I I I mean when you really kinda look at things, I think Angie has a lot to do. She's gonna have a lot to do with a lot of the drama of this season.
2: Uh, again, from the last time we spoke, uh, I think that she's she's trying to take a position that she really is not qualified for and doesn't know how to relate to the women. And like I said, with bringing her daughter, I didn't get that. I didn't think that was such a big deal personally because I've been in a lot of situations where business has been handled around people and their families just running around or whatever. But, I mean, she was being quiet or whatever. It shouldn't have deterred the women that that much, but I understand how bringing random people could mess up a vibe, especially mm-hmm. with these volatile women. But at the same time, you know, I just feel like it's – she should have known that based off of every other situation they've been ah, in yeah. where they can't mm-hmm. even be together on their own and have something decent happen, yeah. not to drop no bombs of, like, I'm bringing my kid and not telling nobody.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I just think that. But you also gotta look at like when you kind of did business with other. When I've done business with other people around too, but I'm kind of familiar with the other people that's around. Mm-hmm. When a complete stranger walks and runs, it's like we're not talking business. no more. identify yourself and who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel like you don't want to leave, then this meeting just really is, is it's a journey. We're not going to talk about anything else. And we can move on to something else and because so, it's
1: business. And so Kiki leaves. The end. Hey, don't yeah. abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go into news and gossip. AfterBuzz
0: TV News.
1: So, Latavia Roberson, she appeared on Wendy Williams, and you know Wendy, she got right to it. She asked about Destiny's Child. Was she kicked out? Was she replaced? <laughs> and Latavia said, "You know, would I really just walk out and quit Destiny's Child?" She said that basically they were fired, but I, th- I think pretty much everyone knows that story. Mm. But the uh, the the more recent news out of that interview, Latavia says she's writing a tell-all book about her experience uh, from the childhood from Destiny's Child to what happened after Destiny's Child to where she is now. So um,
3: maybe she, maybe the book could work out better than her singing.
1: Oh know
2: <laughs> If, if anybody want to read their book, it'd be Kelly or something. She, at least she was in it for a while.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, a day late dollar. I think it's a... What way it? Late. Yeah, it's, it's late. late. I, I don't particularly Unless, unless she
3: actually come out with an album and actually, like, a full album and go on tour. That's the only way this book is going to sell. From a marketing sp- standpoint, that's the only way it's going to sell.
1: Do any of you guys watch Real Housewives of Atlanta? Have you ever seen it? I've seen it. Okay. Is it me, but does Latavia look as if she can be related to Phaedra Parks? <laughs> I, don't,
3: I don't pay attention to Phaedra like that. I just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like... <laughs> I mean, okay, she cool, but she
1: ain't that cool. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, M- <laughs> Monifa was Monifa was on Wendy Williams last week, and she discussed her story about how um, how she was put out of how she was kicked out of her record label uh, back when I believe when she was with uh, I think it was MCA or Universal. Basically, they mailed a box to her that had all of her like video footage, CDs, everything, and basically told her, "Boom, you're done." Why? So that sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then the celebrity wife swap, um, Angie Stone was on it, um, and she had to wife swap with, uh, Layla, with Layla Ali, which is really interesting. Mm. Um, I wipe
2: that, swap that, any day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, upgrade. <"I'm> <laughs>
1: <laughs> woo woo. Don't come back. <laughs> well, a couple, a couple interesting things about Angie Stone is her, her fiance boo thing or whatever, Ashanti. She brings some breakfast in bed every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Yeah
2: Grandma's him uh, to death. That that grandma love man. And and she
1: and she cooks Southern soul food every day. The collard greens, just all of that. She cooks that every day, six days a week, and she allows for all the people in the neighborhood to come and just eat in the house. Layla Ali was like, "No, she's like, I'm not having it." She stopped it, and I thought it was just kind of interesting because I remember she was on Celebrity Fit Club and to to make food like that for your children,
3: for your health issues.
1: for you to to, to to bring that food and that lifestyle on your children, especially when you're having weight problems. I thought that was a bit.
3: I mean, but at the same time, you got to look at it. People like what they like. You know, they kind of deal with the consequences whenever they deal with it. And, you know, you can't really stop them. No matter how much money you have, no matter how much you educate somebody. Again, it goes back to the point of the reality of here's a problem. What I'm going to do about the problem. Mm-hmm and that's just she don't want to do anything about her weight she don't want to do anything about her high blood pressure just it's like, easier yeah.
2: just to die
3: and it just like it, it tastes <laughs> so good <laughs> good collard greens and fried chicken, no not fast mother
0: pork mm.
1: let <laughs> let's go into predictions for next week's episode episode 4
3: I think things about to hit the fan between the whole between the whole group between I think Mila is really going to start stir up stuff she's going to be that Nikki she's going to stir up stuff she's mm-hmm. going to be doing that stabbing everybody and mm-hmm. I think she's really going to be very controversial before, uh, before the before it's episode 5 and I think like from this meeting that happened with Angie Dorda with Diamond coming into it I think Kiki's really going to take it out and go way left field. Mm-hmm. what do you think I think they're going to have
2: another crazy episode of them not like, getting along I'm worried about Kiki's like the best singer on there right now. So now she's the one who might get traded from the team and go somewhere mm-hmm. else. I don't know. And then I want to see this like that whole uh, Latavia situation. I mean, I, I hope that they put her with somebody so you can see her develop her voice. I mean, that would be something to learn from. But mm.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that. What um If Kiki does kind of go left field, I feel it's justified. And I believe that all of the girls are going to side with Kiki and say to Angie Stone what she did was inappropriate. So I don't really foresee this wild, crazy side of Kiki coming out because I think everyone's <laughs> going to jump on her side and, def- and defend her because it's hands down Angie, Angie Stone. She was uh, out of pocket for that. Um, I agree with what you said, Alfred, on the, the Tavi situation. Now, also next week, uh, Mila has this show, All the Divas Are There. And um, sound check issues, the mic, um, uh, it it appears that things don't go well. And when she's singing and you do the whole crowd participation of where my girl's at, there's crickets. So it happens. You want to, you know, you you might want to sing back.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So until then, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another After Buzz edition for R&B Divas After Show um, let everyone know where you guys can be found.
3: Hey, it's Larice People. You can find me at True Peoples, T R U P E O P L E S, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter.
2: Alfred, for another times. You can find me at All Eyes on Black on Facebook.
1: And you can find me on social media at Bam Erickson. Again, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to After Buzz TV for RBD of season three Atlanta. We will see you guys next week.
0: Go Heat!